Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league. It's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world? Says who? The IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Welcome in, friends, to the final Hell Week episode of In This League. Five straight episodes over five straight days. Maybe seven plus hours of content all dedicated to ranks. We knock all them bad boys out. We're in February, a little bit later, and today the culmination culmination. I want to make sure we didn't step over each other. There's no chance I can say culmination without Bachman doing that. So culmination. Culmination is the overall ranks episode, which is a controversial thought in general. Guess what? We got a little surprise. We're going to we're going to attempt this surprise here in just a second uh, where we're going to we're going to ask a question because the big question on overalls is the usefulness and where is it used and why is it used? I've said this a million times over. I was actually an overall guy in my very, very early onset of fantasy years. There weren't a ton of people doing fantasy baseball podcasts. I I think I've said this before. Justin Coffcroft was my guy. That was uh, my guy that I followed, and I would follow overall lists. And I actually valued overall lists over positional lists for a long time. And there were a lot of that also had to do with like value drafting. But as you go and you learn where's the usefulness of an overall list? And that's what we all do. We, we look on fantasy pros and everybody lists. Here's my top 300. We do it for prospects. Overall lists, they rule the day, but the usefulness of it becomes the big question. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about, that's Bogman. I'm Welsh. Is it the is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? That's us in this league.com. The Patreon where you can get our overall list. Maybe it's a piece of crap, but you can get it. You can get our positional prospects, dynasty, get in the groupie rooms, hang with us, have so much fun, support your boys. You are directly supporting us when you do it. And we love you for it in this league.com. Okay. So it's holding Bogman back there. Overall lists. You did the list. You have always hated them to a point that I don't really know if you've ever used them. Have you ever used an overall? Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, look, I will say that I love my, my initial look of, you know, seeing an overall list to see where guys are ranked when I start. And I do think that there is a very good usefulness in you yourself, the person listening, making like a top 100 or even down to a top 150. What I don't like is taking them for gospel or saying that, well, this guy is 45. He has to go in the top three rounds. He doesn't. He can move down. And in terms of using them, I mean, let me just ask you this, Welsh. When you're looking at the overall list at the start of a draft, how long until you start moving positions during a live draft? What round? Do you mean do I start paying attention to positions? Start paying uh, uh, when you switch more to positions in the overall list while you're drafting. 
I mean, I don't really use overalls too much anymore, but to your point, I do use position. I will pay attention to positional mm-hmm. when I'm in a, a, a draft, a mock or whatever. I might like use the overall just mm-hmm. to kind of scan the player pool to see what's going on. That's what's helpful. But to your point, like I go almost exclusively position probably for being real about it, like seven or eighth round. I start peaking. I probably become absolutely exclusive by the ninth or 10th round. I don't, I care maybe a little bit less than others about positional stuff in early rounds, even if it means me taking two shortstops or two first basemen, I want to accumulate stats. We still start them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when I start paying attention to those positions, probably when I've, you know, probably like three or four hitters in, I'm like, oh my God, why haven't I taken any outfielders? And then you start having that hyper focus. So yeah, I think it's fair to say like fifth, uh, I'm sorry, sixth, seventh round is where I really start focusing, but that's also to say maybe on the fourth or fifth, I'm like, okay, I got to get into an SP market. So the value of it can be kind of a question and I have something to go to it, but I don't want to monopolize because you asked a question. I don't know if there was a follow-up to it. Well, my, my point is, is the reason that I don't like the overalls, um, you know, list is because I do think that some people will follow them as they'll pick their guy and they'll go, this is what has to happen. But there's a whole market involved here and the market changes based on what marketplace you're at, right? Yahoo, Fantrax, CBS, ESPN, whatever backbone you're using, the market changes because some of these guys are off screen. So I think for an overall sense, ranks analysis is more important for that than an overall list or even an ECR list. But I will absolutely uh, admit I look at lists to start the year always. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is see ADP on NFBC to start the year. Like, yeah, no, as soon as we get a month full of information like that November 1st, after people have already been drafting for a month on there, love to look at it to see the range of where these guys are being taken by the big money people who are crazy enough to draft a league for 2024 in October of 2023. A better way to look so. at it might be like, it's a good pre-drafting tool to understand the market. It, the application kind of falls apart in drafts. Uh, and there's a part of me that's also thinking about something I might do and maybe we'll implement into next year. I don't know why I'm just like really focusing on it, but you know, something that Nick does a uh, pitcher list, Nick, I think for quite some time in his pitcher rankings, if I'm remembering this correctly, has this tier based system of like, you know, this guy, and then they'll put a couple of the guys in and da da da. That's how he's done these pitching articles. I actually think that might be a better way to approach overall list is because what do we all do? We all tier positions, but what about tiering an overall in saying that these guys are valued in the similar range? And if you want to pick apart positions and stuff like that, that might be how I approach overall lists in the future because I'm getting kind of dead with overall lists that maybe (laughs) it might even be a tiny bit more work if we're being honest, but maybe I will start tiering out an overall list to say these are groups of players that for different varying degrees I think are worth this and then these guys are worth this or sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like hey we came to play did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. No one uh, asked you anything ever, so whomever's name is... In this league. Why don't you take a letter opener and stick it in your skull? Hey. Even if you looked at overalls and just said, these are first-round talents and these are second-round talents, and, and having more of a tier system than a basis overall list, but overall might be just better suited, as Bogman said, for pre-draft understanding than it is for actual draft application. This came to my mind. Want to do an experiment? I'm asking you, not rhetorical. Yeah, okay. I, of course. I always want to do an experiment. We're going to call one of our industry oh. friends on the telephone. So we're not going to have good call. audio with it. This is like... For those of you that aren't familiar, a telephone is mm-hmm. something people used to use to contact before texting was around. Yeah, but this so. is actually an iPhone like 13 or something. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it is everything everyone's familiar. It would actually be great if I had like a... And I had like a full-on phone like that. That would be very fun. Let's ask someone else in the industry... Preemptive phone call, Frank Stample. That's who we're going to call. We're going to call CBS's Frank. <laughs> Frankie Stamps, put him on the speakerphone. We are calling him right now. Turn it up. Yo, yo. Frankie. <laughs> oh, what's up, Frankie? You are on with Bogman and I. Bogman can probably hear you on here, but you yeah. guys won't. You'll have a hard time talking between it. First off, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. What's going on with you? Uh, we're doing good. We're recording a pod. I figure we just absolutely interrupt your day, as as I usually do with you. Um, here's a question. You guys do, when you do your ranks at CBS, do you do an overall list or do you just focus on positional? So we do both. We do a top 300, which is for, we do it for Roto, for head-to-head points. And then we, technically when you update it, in those, it'll update for AL and NL only. But yeah, we do it for both. Positional and top 300. Okay, Bogman has a question, but I'm going to have to relay it. What's first? Sure. Overall oh. or positional? Oh, that's what a good question. So, so Bogman first? asks, what's first? Is it the overall or the positional? That he works on. That you work on. So I will, just when I'm starting my process in the offseason, I will do positional first. Yeah. And mm. then I figure out, yeah, I kind of, I think Scott does it this way too, where I kind of, do like a draft among myself and I just kind of grab from each position and I figure out, okay, which order would I draft these guys in if I was just drafting by myself? And then that's how I do like right. my top 300. We're like, we're dead on. So that wasn't even really the question, but the process is still the same. Here's the question. We are talking about our overall episode. And the question is, how useful do you think overall ranks are and what application do you use them? Because we just talked about a couple theories. We've had this long debating thing about so many of us move to positional ranks, at, but what is the application to overall? So A, do you find find overall lists useful with a side A, B 
of did you ever? And then the other is like, what application do you think overalls are for? So I would say at some point in time, I probably thought top 300 lists were useful, but specifically in a roto or a categories league, I think that they are more harmful than they are helpful because if you just draft off a top 300 list in a roto league, your team is going to be all kind of jacked up. I mean, (laughs) it it doesn't, you can't just like, all right, I'm going to draft, you know, this is the best player available. That's who it says to draft. I mean, you just have to draft based on need. So even though, you know, I might have this guy, he's at the top of my rankings. If he doesn't fit, if I need steals in that moment or if I need batting average, then I got to go down the list and find the next player that's going to provide me those categories. So specifically in Roto or any type of head-to-head categories, I think top 300 lists are really useless. Yeah. Um, really, yes. Yeah. So, so in it's... Head-to-head points, in head-to-head points, I think, it's, I think they are helpful because... Really, you just want to grab the, the guys that are projected to score the most points. Yeah, accumulated stats, yep. Yeah, in a points league, I mean, it's really just, uh, you know, you're trying to figure out your positions. You don't really have to worry about categories. But, yeah, I mean, you can really just focus on drafting off the top 300 list. That's a, re- that's a really good point. So do you think it's fun? And sorry, by the way, I literally just called Frank out of nowhere and we're taking <laughs> By the way, we're going to have you on for another 20 minutes. Um, We're not. Don't worry, Frank. Um, do you find it funny then that we all, I don't want to say it's backbreaking, but we all fall over ourselves for 300s and overall lists, yet we don't really find it useful. Do you find it funny that we all do this? And like, I, I had this, like, well, first off, yeah, let me not go into that thing. But do, do you find that funny that we all do that yet? I think the majority of us would be like, yeah, you know, probably after like, you know, the 40 or 50th overall, they become useless. Yeah, I think that's a really good point too, right? Like you could probably follow it early on in drafts, like the first three or four rounds, you might want to just take best available. Okay, you build up that core on your team and then you kind of draft based on need after that, right? So I think that is a really good point. You can use it early on in drafts. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny, right? Like maybe we're just creatures of habit. Like this is something that I'm sure, you know, people have done, for the longest time, dating back to, I don't know, however long we've been doing fantasy, the 80s, 90s, I'm sure they were popular back then. Back like, to Prohibition. Yep. Is- <laughs> no, no, I was like, I was making it up. Like, back when there was Prohibition, when we couldn't drink alcohol and we were doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were using top 300 list. Um, I think also the fact that we use them for other things, like, obviously, look, you're a big prospect guy, right? Like, I feel like top 300, 400, top 500 list for prospects are you know, obviously much more important and much more useful. And I don't know, maybe we just kind of transfer that a little bit, like between the fantasy game and the prospect ranking game, whatever it might be. I just think it's like, it's been around for a while. We're creatures of habit. We've done it for so long, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I I don't know how useful those lists are. Yeah. And I think it's funny that you say that because I I agree with you wholeheartedly. The, the, one of the reasons why prospect lists are valuable is because they don't have in-game applications for now it, it is it's theory they're they're theory lists instead of like application of roster construction i tell everybody who the hell cares about having seven shortstops in your minor league system they're going to play other positions uh bogman's got one thing but i want to ask you this real quick and then we will let you off thank you your check's in the mail buddy um <laughs> my idea is because i think you're 100 right creature of habit is the problem that i think what i want to do is maybe implement an overall list but then tier them and to the prospect list side, I tell a lot of people, people get honed in. They're like, oh, you got this guy at 75 and everybody else has him at 50. And I, I'd be like, well, listen, I think 
prospects, you know, one through 10 are their tier. And then there's kind of this openness. But by the time you get to 75, the difference I personally believe between 75 and like 130 could be minuscule, but the numbers feel bigger that maybe in overall lists, it's better to be, and maybe what like I think I want to take a stab at and transition to is making the list, but then tiering the value range of players. And then people can understand, oh, hey, look, you know, this tier four, there really isn't any second baseman of value that equate to blah, 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 blah. Maybe that would make them a little bit more useful if we tiered them. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that could potentially be more useful or maybe we just released top 50 lists. Right? Yeah. We just released the top 50 and then everything else is kind of positional or maybe even ranking players by categories too. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a completely different conversation, but like you can kind of tier tier players by category too. And again, I mean, this is like completely different in a points league, but I think it could be honest something. I, I think the point you made about the, the difference in the rankings looks bigger than it actually is. Right. And, and Scott talks about this a lot with his Scott white, but hey, not Scott. White. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the glob right within starting pitcher ranks where, you know, once you get into the, you know, 35, 40 range at starting pitcher, the difference between, you know, SP 40 and SP 60 or SP 70, it might not be that big. And, you know, you might look at the Welsh's rankings. He might have a guy that I have ranked at SP 60 as his SP 40. And it's just like the further you go down the list, like not that it doesn't matter, but like you're just, it's more nuanced. Like you're going to find differences between rankings the further you go down the list. Yeah. I actually think you nail it. I think it is. I think it is. I think actually the further you go down the list, it becomes it as more, it becomes more useless. So you actually nailed it. Yeah. I, I think you were being nice about it, Absolutely. but li- literally it gets more useless. <laughs> Let's go with the top 50 and then we'll use positional rankings after that. I like it. Uh, what's going on on uh, fantasy baseball today this week? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what 
they used to make in this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world, says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl Jr. All right, all the preamble is dead and done. We kicked it into the dirt. We had a, we got CBS, we got Frank involved in it. So now let's start talking about it because, um, yeah, I, I did. This is the weirdest of the lists of all of those things because the application is more like peeping. You're like a peeping Tom. You're win, you're window shopping <laughs> instead of shopping. That's what it is. It's going out without your wallet and window shopping to understand what's coming for the future. And that's what this becomes about. But also there's a lot of conversation about like, holy uh, God, you just this dropped a great here. metaphor, by the way, like window shopping without your wallet is the best way to look at an overall list because you're not in a draft, right? You're just looking at how much is this guy going to cost me? How much is this guy going to cost me? You know, if it also thinking, won't matter if you get too far in, you may have really wanted this one guy, but you may have priced yourself out by getting that position covered or you may right. really need to cover something else. Exactly. So, yeah, I like I like that. Uh, I think you just made a, a, a cliche window shopping without your wallet. I OK, like it. I, I did it with a bullet. You, with a bullet. With yeah. a bullet. <laughs> Meat on the bone for that uh, for that cliche. I, I think right. there's a oh. lot of room for that one to grow. That's, so. that's my favorite. Um, all right. Outside <laughs> the top 100. I and mean, we don't really necessarily care about a lot of things. Uh, we do have two things that we have a couple highs. And again, you're going to have weird stuff that's going to happen here. Number one, I will also say this. Maybe the most work I want to do in the next week is on my overall list. So make sure you're over it in this league. You also will see some updates on fantasy pros. So if you just want direct my ranks in this league is a great place, but you will see it be a part of fantasy pros as well. Uh, I have two players that I'm like really high on Boggs, Michael King, which we talked about in the SP episode and junior Caminero. I think I'm not the highest in the world, but I am quite a bit higher when it comes to the rookies. As a matter of fact, just going through this, I moved Wyatt Langford down, but um, between the big three rookies, Caminero is 235 ACR average. I put him at 117. I'm the highest in the world on him. Um, we have, where the hell did he go? We had Michael oh, King, Jackson Cheerios, another one, 162 ECR. I'm 112, 189 Wyatt Langford. I'm 114 and Jackson holiday, 238. I'm 149. I am near the tippy top on all of those because I think they will all produce and long-term have a very good shot at outperforming their ADP, which Usually you don't have rookies outside the top 100. Every single one of them is outside ECR and ADP top 100. So I do, maybe unsurprisingly as a prospect person, have all of those guys higher inside my top 100 to 150. So I don't think it's just a prospect guy thing uh, in terms of the, the players that you're ranking high. I think a lot of people that have been ranking for a long time and are respected names in the industry I think it's tough to know like how high should be should we be ranking these rookies because traditionally they come up late in the season maybe they have a struggle maybe they're good right off the 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 bat and then they adjust back and they struggle we don't have the longest track record of rookies coming up especially good top end high talent rookies starting the year on the roster and working all the way through usually it's a you know because those guys were so good, we were waiting for that Super 2 deadline for so long. There wasn't an incentive to bring your rookie up uh, and play him for these big league teams. So we all kind of ranked them post 200, like take a risk on this guy. Maybe he has to sit on your uh, bench for a while. That's not the case anymore. So we kind of have to look and see 
who is going to be on these teams all year. And for me, yeah, that's Jackson Holiday. I feel like Jackson Holiday is going to be on the Orioles for the entire season. He just got his spring training invite like yesterday, which is why I'm highest in the world on him at like 135. But I think that we're getting we're getting to a weird point with the rookies where look, they're making these huge impacts. We have to rank them higher. I think you're spearheading that. I'm I'm on the bus too, man. Like we need to rank these guys higher. They're going to be up sooner. They're going to have more impact. They're going to impact your team more, especially in Roto, right? Where they're there all year and they're not dragging down an empty spot for you anymore. So they are like you bake that into putting them post 250 that they have to sit on your roster. And look, you have to take that into account a little bit because if they come up and struggle, they will go back down and they are wasting a spot on your um, on on your bench or even in your lineup or however uh, your league works. So it is. It's just different now, and I think it makes it more difficult, and you're going to have more variance in rankings on those rookies. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we got to learn the lessons. You know, Julio was a prime example. I was such a, a, a douche about the Julio stuff. I was like, why are we putting him? Why are people drafting him so high? Why are they drafting him inside the top 200? There's zero conversation. Do we really think this new rookie, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he was, and it was like egg on my face, dummy. And So I learned from that, took that into last year, and est over everybody that was questioning where you were taking Corbin Carroll. More, more. I became Adam Driver. I was Kylo Ren. More, more. Just keep going up. That was me with Corbin Carroll. That doesn't belong to everybody. But what we have learned is I learned our lesson about these talented players coming up with new compensation. Now teams have an even bigger idea of where that's going. And these uniquely are four prospects that all have high in return fantasy value. They are all good in different ways and they all have a good shot of being up, if not on opening day, but earlier. And I think there is a legit chance that three of the four of these are up worst case, two of the four. So I am valuing them as close as I can to them being guaranteed. They are not, but I think all are up within a month. So I'm going to value them with even the possibility of losing a tiny bit of time because these are immensely unique, awesome talents that incredibly are not inside the top 100. If they announced Jackson Holiday was going to, for sure, he's invited to big league camp, said he's going to play a bunch of second base, blah, blah, blah. If they announce for sure that he is going to be the starting second baseman or shortstop for the team, he will shoot up inside the top 100. Same thing with uh, Churio. If it's official, official. Same thing with Langford and same thing with Caminero. So... I am ranking to get ahead of it. Maybe I'll be wrong, but outside the top 100, I can stomach it. Do not take all of them. That is also why overall lists are right, weird right, right. because I'm not <laughs> going to take all of them. I, you're putting on too much risk. Also, understanding and having a full understanding of some of these, you can take a Churio, and then if you understand what the player pool looks like later, you could justify, well, I can take Churio because I know in three, two rounds, I might actually be able to get Teoscar. Or, I mean, I know he's been flying up. Or Cedric Mullins. Or I'm just kind of scrolling down my list. Or James Outman or TJ Friedel. Like, you can balance some of those out. Or McCormick. You find the right balance. And that is a the duality of the the overall list and the good and the bad and how they can be used. But those are those were unique standouts for me outside the top 100. Um, you have a player that you hate more than anybody in the planet and you hope he falls <laughs> into a sinkhole. Yeah, uh, well, I not really. But also, <laughs> it's it's the position uh, Will Smith, I have ranked lower than anyone in uh, Fantasy Pros right now uh, on the ECR, and it's because of the position. And the funny thing I thought was like, 
I have Will Smith low. Welsh has got to be lowest in the world on one of these catchers. It's William Contreras for you. He's just not inside your top 150. So I had to go look. I'm like, I'm 100% positive Welsh has a catcher ranked lower than anybody else. There's um, no chance I'm green on any of the top 10 catchers, right? Maybe no. maybe Moreno if I'm a you stupid homer. You might have been lowest on Adley Rutschman and maybe I didn't mark it. But yeah, like I, I mean, you are low on the catcher position. I am too. So... I think Adley might be the only catcher that I, I have I'll, above I, ECR. I also say this. So. I think that ADPs get all effed up because people use NFBC values and those are two catcher leagues. And it's just yes. like, no, I don't. I, it right. doesn't mean I don't like the, Of course I like Adley. If I had to invest, if you're like, you got to take one of the first main guys. By the way, I'm not even remotely close to the lowest. Lowest was 100 overall. And I'm in the 60s on Adley. Um but if you were like, you have to, one of the top four catches, you have to take them at their ADP. I'd be like, badly. Absolutely, I would. But I don't think I need to. By the but way, speaking of catchers, also, Gary Sanchez is signed with the Brewers. I don't think I need to in that situation. So I will wait for values because I think the separation of the top to like the 10th catcher Maybe Adley is the biggest separation, one to two. I just don't think there's huge differences across the board. I'd rather take values. I want to circle back to someone having Adley at 100, right? Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, and, and this is the reason why is because whoever that is said, I cannot rank a catcher inside uh, over 100. So I'll put Adley at 100 because I play in all one catcher leagues and I know the guys that I can get in the last round. Look, I got like Logan O'Hoppy in the last round. Uh, in, in our last draft, Bo Naylor, like last yeah. year, my, my pick was Sean Murphy and it hit everywhere. Right. So if, you know what I did by the way, league, just wait in that two catcher league. I wait in my second DC, I waited and waited and waited. And I took Capusano super late. And then I'm like, Oh man, I'm behind. You know what I did? I took Gary Sanchez who had nobody thought about cared about or anything like that. I know he's technically be behind William Contreras, but they also might DH one of those. Sure. Two. William Contreras has played in the outfield and DH. They might put Gary Sanchez in one of those spots. Just saying you can find the value. This is not to be super negative. So I, it, it, as dumb as I'm being about it, I'm not that far off. I'm like four spots away from you. Just we, there's a balance of like drafting or I'm sorry, ranking as you draft versus an overall valuation. And like, the Adley guy is probably under that guy's like, there's no chance I'm drafting a catcher inside my top 100. So why even bother messing around with it or anything like that? Okay. You're not wrong about that. I want to try to stay true to valuations, but to that point, it would take Adley to drop significantly from where he's going for me to really open up my eyes and be like, cool, I'm down with this. And that just usually <laughs> doesn't happen. Uh, any other guys post 100 you want to hit? Uh, no, not really. I think we can get into it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.wcom.me, you made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh... I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Uh, well, okay, but you, we still have uh, 100 to 75. There's a 25 value range. I just want to throw out a couple names that I like. Apparently, I love Cattell Marte. I didn't realize that. I might adjust a tiny bit, but I am super high on Cattell. I love Tristan Casas, who I'm also green on. These are some greens. Uh, Tristan Casas, um, Cattell Marte, Jordan Walker, I have inside my top 100. He's an ECR 109. I've talked about Joe Musgrove at nauseum. Uh, Seiya Suzuki and Cole Reagans. I put all those guys in as positives and a couple that I apparently down on. Uh, Nico Horner is probably the most prolific one for anybody. Uh, there's some catchers in there. A couple closers because it falls into the same thing that I've been mentioning and Alex Bregman. Those are kind of my lows and highs in that 100 to uh, 75 to 100 range. Any that you want to pinpoint? I mean, it's funny because when I look at this list, I feel like almost all of these guys, it's not a shock that I'm uh, a little bit higher on them. Like we talked about how much I love Lane Thomas in the outfield uh, show, but I'm 91 on him. Someone has him ranked 64, right? So I'm not even close to highest in the world on Lane Thomas. Uh, Rysel, I've been taking, and I'm only four spots ahead on him. I thought I was going to be highest in the world on Spencer Steer. Once again, not even close. His uh, ECR is 103. I have him 21 spots higher than that at 82. Somebody's got him at 53, and he's also way down at 165. Someone think Steer is going to get pushed out uh, with all that talent in Cincinnati. So um, it, it is interesting, but when I look at this, the guys that are red, I'm not surprised. The guys that are green, I'm not surprised either. These are the guys that I've been drafting. So the only one that surprises me is, once again, Eflin. But I think it's because of that grouping of pitchers. I really like Eflin. I just can't wedge him into the guys above him, so I'm overall lower on him which is disappointing to me, but if that's the case, I'm okay being low on F. You know, it's really interesting about this tier conversation. I'm looking at like, cause we're going to go 75 up and just like give numericals and whatever. It's but, already got your wheels turning. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm just staring at this and I'm looking at like right around 70 down to roughly like 95. That's kind of a tier. Like the, from yeah. me being a little bit lower on um, Hassan Kim and Christian Yelich. But then, and you have Brian Reynolds, who I'm higher on, but I believe they belong in the same tiers as the Casas or the Castellanos or the Youngs or the Stotts and stuff like that. Like, I think those are same tiery type of players to that point where, you know, um, trying to find it. I guess there's not really a good second baseman, but let's even say, uh, where did he just go? Hassan Kim. Someone's mm-hmm. like, no, Hassan Kim's better. But then in that same tier, if I've got Glaber Torres and I've got Cattell Marte and I've got Bryson Stott, and I think they're all pretty close. Why am I? So that might tell you I'm 20 spots right. lower than consensus on Hassan Kim because I think they belong in that tier. And I know 
I've got two or three rounds of value if I want to wait and I want to take Cattell, who's an ECR 99, or Bryson Stott, who's an ECR 108. I value them in the same tier. So that's where some of the overall understanding of the list of players and maybe right. tiering them might actually be more beneficial. And it's, you know, it's also beneficial to to look through there and go, all right, well, I like this guy a lot. Who is a guy lower that could hit those type of numbers that has the upside as well, but is going later. So if I do miss out on a Stott who I like or a Cattell who I like or whatever, what is my backup plan? And that'll also, when you do that, when you're looking through your position ranks and you go back to your overall and you see where these guys are ranked, it will make you move a guy up because you go, well, there is no replacing Stott. There is no replacing Marte. They're not down here. And there's not even like an option of a guy that could come close so I'm going to move those guys up. So just once again, this is more about the process than the actual list. What we're talking about, what we want to give you guys listening to this is your process going in, how to use these. And I think it's beneficial for everybody to make a list themselves just to see. Twice. Yeah. Well, just to see, like, am I overvaluing someone? Am I undervaluing someone? I think the process of actually making it is more value than. Uh, you know, staring at someone else. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, I was thinking too, there's probably someone out there that's like, oh, you stupid idiot. So-and-so has been doing what I've been talking about. It's yeah. totally possible. I, sure. I can definitely have ideas that are trying to reinvent the wheel. A funny thing, the other day in a meeting at Fantasy Pros, Oh God! Did I, you pitch? Did you pitch them risk bucks? I, I no, I didn't. I did not yet. Oh, thank but God. um, and by the way, I love the, they're they're so great, and the meetings are so great. All the people, but and I'm trying to you know contribute as much as possible, not be a loser. And we were talking about something. It had to do with football, and uh, our dear friends, Deepro Thorne Eystrom. You can't. It's hard to not love these guys. And they had went out to the Senior Bowl, and. They got interviews, I think, uh, and for our boy Froton as well. I think Thor interviewed Spencer Rattler, and they interviewed some of the other guys, blah, blah, blah. And they're they're talking about the, the whatever content they're going to do. And I, I chime in. I'm like, so, you know, on Prospect One, this is kind of similar to AFL. You know, I'll get interviews, and I'll do solo ones, but then I'll, like, you know, take a bunch of interviews, and I'll make it into one big show, and people love that. And they're like, it's a great idea. When this That's call we're is, doing it. Well, when this call is done, that is actually what we're doing. And I'm like, okay, and I'm a stupid idiot. And then it was like, hey guys, have you ever heard of this concept of like points? You know, like <laughs> I'm reinventing. So I acknowledge if if you are if you're gonna be some hard head right. out there that's like, by the way, this really this person has, cool, good for them. Then they, you know what? Great minds. Or, or I'm an idiot, and they thought of it, and the world opened it up. But it's just kind of open work now. So I just wanted to acknowledge that sitting out there. If someone has else thought of that, good on them. I don't know of it. Of course. Uh, we tier People have been tiering forever. Well, but, but te- te- people have always tiered position stuff. I don't know if anyone has taken the task of, well, of, it's of difficult. Imp- implementing it to overall. It, it's difficult, right? Because like, like you said, you saw 70 to 95 or whatever as a tier. Well, of course they're bigger when you're looking at every single position, right? Uh, I mean, if you want to get... It, that really depends on how granular... You want to get with your tiering if you want to be like, well, these guys are the only the top three. I have to take one of these guys. Like, what would your first tier be, right? Welsh, when when you look at the tippy top, Acuna. what is the tier? By himself, right? By himself. Okay. What's the second tier? How many guys do you? Oh, get? like how many players? Um, yeah. let me let me just scroll to my list real quick. It would probably be three or four. It, if I'm being honest, yeah, it would probably be four players: uh, Wit, Rodriguez, Betts, and Carroll. And then it would start to open up. And then it, well, no, yeah. then it would probably be like Tatis, 
Tucker. But it's going to gradually get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, so that's where I'm kind of leading to. One, like, four, seven, 15, 25. Like, that is how it's going to go. It's yeah. going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. No, that's what it would look like. Because then it would down. be like, the next so. would be like seven, and the next might be like, 12 guys and then we might jump up to like the next is like 20 guys and then you'll start moving to like all the tiers would probably be some like collection of like 15 to 20 players yeah and what i've done in the past too which is a little bit psycho uh is i have tiered out all of my positions and then i've tried to put them together to do my overall and been like well this is a tier one first baseman these are the tier one second baseman these are the tier one third baseman then i go well that doesn't really work because there are some tiers that work really well uh, in third, but these third basemen are not even close to the first baseman. Or, you know, shortstop versus second base, there's a big difference. Outfield is super deep at the top, so you can't really do that either. So it, it is, you know, it's difficult to make an overall list, but the exercise is valuable. But the exercise of just looking and then drafting off of a list, not not good. So there, there are many benefits yeah, yeah, yeah. to making an overall list. But, you know, using one as uh, rhetoric is not. Yeah. And I think we'll be done with the theory talk. We're going really heavy, heavy on theory, which is good. But let's more important players than the actual list, I think. Yeah. I think we've hit a lot of points where we can go and uh, and how to use them. And hopefully it is helpful for them. All right. So let's jump into this bad boy. Then the 75 to 61 range. These are in groups of 15 on our ranks. Um, We're only going to pick a couple guys. Don't need the numerics. If hey, if you want it. In this league.com, you can peruse through all the guys, all the guys, and uh, as well, uh, plenty of stuff over on um, over on Fantasy Pros, where both of these I did three hundreds. So the players in here, we've both got. I only have five players that I am above ECR in this range, compared to you, who has <laughs> eleven in this range. Everybody else for me is under one, being dead even. That one is, by the way, Josh Lowe. I'm dead even there. The I'll, I'll talk real quick because you got a lot of positives in here. The one that stands out is Aaron Nola. Um, you had mentioned the starting pitcher episode. I'm like, I'm just the hater. I'm the hater of haters. I've created such a big separation. I might totally eat my words. It's really about a disinterest. And as I said before, there is a combo thing here. I'm more excited about the pitchers that I have above Bobby Miller, Green, uh, Cody Senga, Green, Logan Wilbert, Green. That means I'm higher than. And the hitters, you know, you talked about these weird hitting spots. There are hitters in the general range where it's like, I don't know, Brian Reynolds might do better for me than what Nola can fall apart. So I don't want to reinvent that whole conversation, but I am like the world's biggest hater on Aaron Nola. I have him in this range. Uh, let's get a guy from you in this uh, 75 to 61 range that jumps up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm higher than consensus on Alex Bregman, which is a little bit of a surprise uh, to me. I look, I, th- I, I, I don't love Alex Bregman and what he does, but I love his spot and I love the team context around him. A 90 RBI guy, a hundred run guy, 25 bombs last year, you know, 23 the year before 20 ish. Let's go with that. He's not getting back to 41 in 2019 and you know, a 274 career average hit 262 last year. All projections have him between 267 and 264. I just think he's a solid buy, and I think people ignore him because he's not sexy. He's not getting you stolen bases. He's not hitting you a ton of homers. I just think there's value on Bregman, and short guys got to stick together. So let's go, Bregman. Um, I'm trying to focus. I guess I'll do this. I'll give you the players that I'm hiring than consensus on this. We're not looking to give do numbers and stuff like this, but here are the five players. Joe Ryan, 
Brian Reynolds, Glaber Torres, Bobby Miller, and Emmanuel Classe. Those are the five players in this general range. So it's it's a lot of this becomes about like the next rounds. I'll probably have a lot more green because I'm pushing down players that it might even again. It's not so much about rank, and that's why the tiers might be is a better conversation. It's just about the disinterest of some of the values of some of those players. I am noticing I have Logan Webb a little bit lower than I probably should. Um, so maybe I'll make adjustment. Maybe I didn't actually make adjustment based on my individual ranks, but you know, of those guys, I have glowingly talked about Bobby Miller and Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres in for just another big offensive season, totally underrated. Um, I talked about Joe Ryan on Fantasy Pros. Classe is is just a very interesting one too. He's become a little bit more of a primary closer target because I believe wherever he were to be traded, he's going to be the closer, and he's still going to pick up a bunch of saves in what is not the best division. And he has fallen. He fell to as the seventh closer in an, in a draft and a draft champions draft that I did. I got hit. I was like, I need to get a closer. And I'm thinking, Oh, I might have to get rice L. Nope. Rice L went ahead of him. I got a manual class, a little bit of an underperforming season, but if I can get him there, that's a good spot because this round I have identified as a round that I don't love. And that, I guess that, what is that? One, two, three, four. That's like the fifth round. I'm not in love with the fifth, sixth round. So if you can get class a there, that's probably a big target of me. And it's funny, I'm kind of just noting this uh, right now is that just my value on starting pitchers overall is a little depressed. So like I'm high on guys in this round and there are a couple starters in here like Snell, Logan Gilbert, Yuri. Most of of it is pitchers and the guys I'm low on just below this, Sanga, Arenado is in there, but like Grayson, Eflin, Joe Ryan, Johan Durant, right? So it is, I think my overall list depresses pitching value just a little bit is something that I didn't really notice while I was putting this together. Also, um, Framber, Nico, Edwin Diaz, and Max Freed, you are lower than consensus. And I will say... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love In this league. Yeah, I remember that. I some Tatis for him, but I could see myself moving Otani to seven and just saying, you know what, I'm not going to let the U-Till hold me back. But it does take you away from taking Marcelo Zuna or you know, 
one of those guys if you want to do that. But fun conversation. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Did you, I mean, don't, don't need to hear all the things you think. Maybe you didn't enjoy all the, <laughs> the, the color commentary of it. But you know, what do you think about overalls? Do you use them? Do you not use them? Do you like the tier idea? Uh, let us know. But, you know, overalls exist. They've existed forever. And I don't know if our questioning of it will ever change uh, the old school industry of it. But you guys can check it out over at InThisLeague.com for all the updates, monthly updates. And uh, you can find everything over at Fantasy Pros. Go and check them out. FantasyPros.com, MLB rank slash MLB rankings. The draft kit is out. ML, uh, FantasyPros.com slash MLB draft kit. Or no, I'm sorry, slash draft kit. I'm in it. I got multiple things in it. And I'm going to be putting some premium content over at Fantasy Pros as well. I got a premium article coming up next week. But there's some prospect stuff, some dynasty stuff. Just go and support. When you support them, you're supporting me. Um, there's actually a lot of stuff there that you can do that's like the free support. We're not, can't ask everybody to, hey, sign up for Patreon and do this. And then, some people can, some people can't. Any support is great. You Simply following us on Twitter or subscribing to the podcast is a great, so know that we are appreciative of that. But they've got a lot of great free content that you can slip my name in or just go and support it. More clicks with me being there. Helps. So just yeah. letting you know for those things. But yeah, check us out in this league.com on the Patreon sign up today, have access, have some fun. You also uh, just a little shout out to our boys over at underdog promo code ITL. Get a bonus on your deposit and start drafting today on underdog. I have literally no idea what we're doing next week. So don't worry about it. Just come back. We give you five episodes. You're probably way behind and you're catching up. Two There's going to be a mock draft next week. We know that. There's for sure a mock draft. Typically, I will say what we've done in the past is we did two mock drafts. We did a mock draft week following Hell Week. Uh, but I think we have some plans. Just tune in. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you are. And we'll be back for multiple episodes next week right here on ITL. We love you all. We survived it. You survived it. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next time right here on ITL. Peace. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.